0: Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Spearcast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. Today we have an awesome episode with another amazing guest. She's been on the show before. Uh, We'll link her previous episode down below. But today she's on and her name is Divine Derica. We love her. Yes, we love her a lot. She is fantastic. This is a really cool episode. Um, This is an episode on a topic that I've been wanting to do really bad. But um, it's finally time. We finally found a practitioner willing to talk about it goes in with an open mind, period.
1: Yes. As we've stated many times throughout this podcast, like we are in Spirit College. We're students in the universe and we respect anybody's belief system as long as it's doing harm to none. Yeah, all and paths are valid. All paths are valid and who are we to pass any judgment just because we didn't have those experiences yet.
0: Yeah, and so um what I want to talk about before we get into the episode with Derek is just a little bit of history. So um, there's a difference between mythology and history, and like the evolution of spiritual practices is different than mythology. So, um, this episode's about infernals, and first thing that comes to mind is gonna be demons. So, you know, that's what it is, but the term demon. Actually, has no um, like nothing to do with a concept of morality, contrary to what we all have been um, conditioned to believe. Yeah. Um, so the 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 word demon actually translates to guiding spirit, and it's rooted in the term diamond or daemon. And um, diamonds were basically any guiding spirit or any kind of spirit in between. So like nymphs could fall into that, demigods, anything like that. Uh, as you guys know, like we're really involved in certain uh, learning certain aspects of like the Greek pantheon and Greek systems. I really like Sergi a lot. And um, I you know if you read up on like Neoplatonism and that type of stuff, they'll often talk about like the idea of like a hierarchy. So you have like the one or the good or whatever you want to call it. And then um depending on which philosophy you engage with you're gonna have uh like the gods and then the diamonds and then us and the diamonds are kind of like that in between but that's just within that practice but the term itself is just like any kind of like guiding spirit and we actually um base our current way of understanding spirit guides on diamonds Mm. and it said that um, you there's like this uh, concept of like every artist having their personal diamond. I
1: mm-hmm. mean, um, hear Stephen
0: King talk about his diamond. Yeah.
1: Damon, diamond, same thing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the holy guardian angel is also rooted in the diamond, mm-hmm. like that energy. Um, depending on what you're reading, like we start to split because we need angels. So like we start to like, Oh, these are the good ones. These are the bad ones. Anyways. So we're talking about like gods within the Canaanite pantheon. And Yahweh is a deity from the Canaanite pantheon, and he's actually, like, derived from the northern parts. And he was kind of brought in to that pantheon, which uh, happens all the time within mythology. We're talking about the history, guys. We're not talking about belief. Like, mythology is different than the history of the inception of a practice, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So we're just talking about kind of, like, historical stuff. Um, and a lot of times those lines get blurred dramatically and then people get really angry and upset, but we're, I'm just talking about time and travel Mm. and development of, of these belief systems. So, um, included within the the Canaanite pantheon is, um, are all of these like deities that we associate with infernals, but there's like a chunk of them, you know, and Yahweh is the main deity in the Abrahamic traditions. So originally he was like a part of the Pantheon and then what happened is the cults of, of his started to separate him from the Pantheon and um, it's known that he can be a jealous deity and therefore these cults did not want to venerate any other deity. So So in this time period you would see kind of like an overlap so people would be working with Yahweh but they might be working with other Canaanite gods as well or other gods and deities and beings within like where you know wherever they lived and the practitioners within these cults really did not want people venerating other beings
1: so they <laughs> I see myself I'm like for, for that what what did they see what did they experience for that to be the case and like did they just see some random dude just get smited <laughs> Yes. <laughs> You're like, yeah, shit,
0: we fucked up. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's like when we see like certain things happen within religions, there's also political motives as well. Yes, whatever. So I'm we'll I'm curious if I'm just saying I'm curious if that was also maybe played a role. I'm not sure. This is just a very loose. And then if you go mystical, like what did you see on your end? Like if we're talking mystical, like maybe he, who knows what was going down, why people decided this. You know, people are gonna be people, and you know, everybody
1: wants. To be we're the all best. different. Yeah, we're all different. One side, you know, one one way of being is not gonna work for everybody. No, but that's where we have this
0: like this thing that happened that is still being expressed in modern mm. times. Like you can still have the effects of it, and basically, um, all spirits that were not him or under his direct control mm. or perceived under his control were considered demons but they chose the term demon on purpose to confuse it with the diamonds so that there would be so it would be like a soft launch like diamonds and then people are like, "Oh, we know what those are." And then it would like change and escalate and it like would demonize. So we end up associating that word with something bad on top of any entity mm-hmm. that was not either him <clears throat> or under his control. So what does that mean by innermost control? It means like certain, like archangels, but only certain archangels were okay because according to the theology, they don't have free will. But depending on what you read that or what you experience as a mystic, that also might be different. And there's only a handful of angels that are supposed to be okay, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, which is so. So basically, what I'm getting at is everything that is not Yahweh. Or under his control is a demon. According According, to somebody
1: at some point in time, decided
0: this. According to how these people practice, and that would include Greek gods, that would include nymphs, fae, and the seventy-two beings in the Ars Goetia, Um, and also other any other. That's you know when you start hearing about like christians like not liking pagan practices and going out and calling you know witches and demons da, da, da. yeah Old eradicating gods, all, and all of that. it you know the, the the ripples of it go on um and now i do want to mention that within like these abrahamic traditions there are different philosophies period and there always were different philosophies so this isn't like a hard line like this is how it is like they're all bad Da da da. da. Like, there are different, some people are identified as, like, being Christian, but they don't actually venerate Yahweh. They're venerating a different uh, inception of what they believe to be the universal good, the universal one, you know? Um, there It just depends on the philosophy. Like, we're all human, and it all, like, kind of overlaps and doesn't, and then we all have our own ways of interacting with different religions and No, we're not saying any one God or any one being is bad or good. Is good good or or the
1: right or the wrong. No. um, At all.
0: No, there's no morality being like, we're not trying to say this is bad or that is bad. Yeah, you're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, we're just saying like where this kind of like history derives from, like the pantheons that they come from. So whenever you um, see modern practitioners who do engage with beings that we are calling the infernals they are engaging with them as deities and um so now the next question is well we have all these like records that state that they're really scary and they're really bad and that's because a lot of the information we know about them is from is like newer because it's what survived it's what we are left with a lot of the old writings have either been destroyed or um, we don't have because of time, because of age like just think you know dissolving. like I these
1: energies are older than the energies that we think are old. Yeah, you know so try to wrap your head around that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So like uh, it's kind of like rediscovering what they are, what they do without having prejudice from other things. A filtered lens. Yes, with viewing it from a different perspective you guys know i read runes um my favorites like kind of like loki and the norse mythology Mm. and how um he's often portrayed as like the devil but he's not like it's just what one person how they interpreted the myth and how they decided what they decided to project onto him so if you look at it from a different perspective, and if you engage without that like influence of other people's belief systems, you can engage with that being in a different light. Um, and you can see that across different cultures, different pantheons, and the like. So moral of the story is, This is a really fun episode, and we just want everybody to um,
1: have an open mind and have fun, and yeah. Yeah, and if it makes you uncomfortable, don't listen to it. Yeah. Listen to another episode. We have a lot of episodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think there is an adult content warning we should, like...
1: Oh, yeah. This is... We do cover some topics in this, once again, that may or may not... Be comfortable for everybody. If you are not open to certain types of adult conversation, yeah, and if that's the case, then once again, please listen to another episode. Um, but I love this episode because you can see the transformate, like the transformation that Derek has been through. Mm-hmm. Even we talked to her a year ago. Yeah, uh, over a year ago, and you can see how her journey has evolved, mm-hmm. and I think it's beautiful. So,
0: yeah, I just like on. having like a variety of different spiritual, like, practices on our show, too. But like I said,
1: just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's not real or not valid. Yeah. So, like, just be a student of the universe. Be open to open to everything and see what happens, see what resonates. Because there might be something in this that resonates with you. And you might be like, wow, maybe I should dip a toe in. But,
0: <laughs> or you might be like, this isn't for me. Yeah, this isn't for me, but and, I respect it. Yes, yes.
1: And that's the whole point, is to respect everybody. To respect each other and allow space... Yeah. For people to be who they want to be. So. But I want to be where they can follow us. Yes. So you can follow us on um, X, which was formerly Twitter, at edpro underscore PGH. We still do tweet a lot. You can follow us on Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook, threads, at Ed Arlene. You can follow us on YouTube, where we post Reiki infused videos multiple times a week. And that's at Ed Arlene. Go like and subscribe. And go to our website, edarlene.com slash Reiki, and sign up for our email list to get a free Reiki session on the first of every month. And I also want to say thank you to everybody who's donated and who have left reviews for the podcast. We really appreciate you. Um, if you listen to this on Apple or Spotify, please take a second and leave a review. We really appreciate it.
0: All right, let's play some ads, and get in the episode. All right. We just want to take a quick moment to invite everyone listening to check out our shop at edarlene.com. If you like what we do, it is one of the easiest ways to support us. Plus, you will get our awesome handcrafted 100% vegan soy candles, our prints, books, oracle cards, and book a Reiki session. All this can be found at eddarlene.com and linked in the show notes.
1: All right. We are back with Divine Derica. We're super excited to have you back on the show. Thank you
2: so happy to be here again
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and so we'll have her first episode linked down below for whoever hasn't listened to it yet but um yeah we're super excited for this episode because this one is about the infernals and I have been wanting to find somebody who is willing to talk about it on the podcast for like a year now <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think we
1: actually <laughs> talked to you a year ago oh
2: yeah, it has been a year yeah been a whole year we should like do
1: the yearly
2: (laughs) check-in yeah yeah (laughs) see how much we've all changed (laughs) so much change over that time yeah how have you been yeah um well I mean I know before before we even started recording this you were like talking about the underworld that's where I've been I have been in the depths of the underworld for that entire it feels like forever I've been in there but I've Like looking, I listened back to our previous episode that we did together and that energy felt so like high vibe and in the cosmos and, you know, it was that energy. And I'm like, wow, I am not that person anymore. You know, it felt like lifetimes ago that we did that episode. And I was like, wait, it's only been a year because the shift, it's like, I went from high cosmic energy to the depths of hell and the underworld and the more dark or, darker primordial energy and tapping into that part within myself. And it has been so transformative and eye-opening and liberating and just words that can't even fully describe the experience. So that's the best way to sum up how I've been.
0: <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: know.
0: Just that's how like I feel. Um, our journeys are like these beings take us all over the place, you know. They do. And it's all for our yeah highest good. yeah. We like transform like in the process, or maybe we like embody more of our authentic
1: self. I'm not sure. I think it's more on yeah. the money. Yeah. Yeah. The soul development. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: always... Um, so
0: how did you? First off, can you tell our listeners? like what the infernals are. Um because how yeah
2: and
1: who approached you first.
2: Mm, Okay, okay. So I will start off by giving kind of a gist of who they are because it's at times it's really hard to describe what they are because some of them can be so mysterious and elusive and hidden because it's like to really understand who they are one has to step into their realm you know you can find all this information grimoires and youtube videos and interactions but something i've noticed is that it seems so surface level it's like the people that share this information it's giving you a tiny bit of information, until you step into their realm. And you are like, holy shit, this is, this is more than what I have ever thought of them to be. But to give, you know, like I said, just the gist of who they are, is that they are these powerful entities, these ancient gods, that a lot of them dwell in the darker energy, you know, in the underworld, in the realms of hell. You know, some of them have their own realms, have their own kingdoms and domains that they rule over, but they are keepers of ancient knowledge, of hidden knowledge. A lot of the knowledge that is, you know, labeled as forbidden, but it's a lot of the knowledge that most people don't want to access because they're afraid to step into their realm. But they are the beings that, one, I won't say that you go looking for them specifically, Is more so that they call to you. It's like this almost a siren call or a seductive call that lures you into the depths. And I feel that's why so many people are afraid of them, is because it is this dark primal energy that calls to you. And it's like whispering to you, like, come to basically, like, in a cliche way, like, come to the dark side. But the way that It's been depicted as like, oh, the dark side is evil. These beings are evil. When their purpose is to help humanity, help humans to evolve. But they're the ones that help us sift through our shadow. They're the ones that help us shift, um, you know, shift our consciousness. But to sift through the bullshit, the lies and things that we have believed to be truth. That was present in the light, you know, because you can cast a lot of glamour in the light. You can cast a lot of illusion in the light. They are the ones that rip that veil and that illusion from your eyes in a very visceral way. You know, they don't play games. They're not like hee hee ha ha fun. They're all about work, all about discipline, all about structure and empowering you to step up to the plate. So, They are just they are the ones that if you want to evolve into your highest expression, like if you want to go higher in your life, in your consciousness, in your practice, you got to go deeper first. And it's in the depths that you meet them and that they teach you. And that's what they rule over. So that's just, you know, a gist of their energy and what they do, because there is so many infernals. And they all have different roles that they play. Um, But the first one that made himself known to me back in October was King Paimon. And I know people are like, ooh, King Paimon, you mean the one from Hereditary? You know that? (laughs) I haven't seen the movie. I've only seen snippets of it. But a lot of the way that they depict him is not accurate. You know, of course, a lot of the ways they depict infernals in movies is just an over-exaggeration of what their energy is actually like. You know what I mean? Like, I even asked them, I'm like, how do y'all feel about the way that you're portrayed in media? And they just like, and they're just like, well, you know, people, people are ignorant. People are stupid sometimes. And we don't take it personal. They don't take offense to it because you they they know who they are and those that work with them know who they are. But It was King Paimon that came to me first. And at the time, I had no intention of working with the Infernals. You know, it's like I was curious. I was like, interesting. You know, I kept attracting more people into my life that worked with Infernals. And I was like, interesting, intriguing. You know, I'm like looking at it. I'm observing it from afar. And I end up having a dream about king paimon i'm in this store and i'm you know i'm just like walking through the store and i see a candle with his sigil on it and i'm like oh that's king Paimon's sigil and i I woke up and i was like what like how did i even know that that was like i just automatically king paimon oh yeah okay i woke up and i was like whoa okay so I reach out to someone that I know that works with Infernals. You know, she's really heavy into that path. And I asked her and I was like, yo, like, what does does this mean that he's reaching out? And she was so excited. She's like, yes. Oh, my gosh. Da, 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 because she works with King Paimon. So I knew to ask her about it. And she was like, oh, here's this person. I'll give you their information. You can get a reading with them to, like, confirm. And I was like, OK. I went ahead and I got the reading done and it confirmed everything that I was feeling that he was reaching out to me and she was telling me like yeah he's been around you for a very long time. He's been around you, you know, in a, in other lifetimes. It's like a deep soul connection you and him have. He's been trying to reach out to you but you haven't been open and I was blown away. I was like, "What?" It felt like my life I knew in that moment, my life was going to change because it was as if a door opened that couldn't be closed. And it's interesting because I talked about that in our last episode, like, oh, like a door opened and it was another door that opened and I was like, wow, okay. And I just started doing research about him. I started, you know, like listening to his, um, and chanted on YouTube, and just, you know, opening up that space between him and I and talking to him and letting him know, like, look, I have no idea what you're about. I have no idea what this path entails. I know nothing about the infernals. I only know what has been shown to me in media through other people. So I'm open to learning about you as much as you're willing to share with me. I'm open to learning about the infernals as much as you're willing to share. And from there, it was just everything changed. (laughs) Like Mm. everything changed. I set up an altar for him. And once I did that in October and I started working with him more at the time I was working at Costco, I remember I hated that job. Absolutely hated it. I would come home and I would sit in front of his altar And I would cry and be like, I hate this job. I hate this job. I hate getting up at two in the morning to go into a cold warehouse. I feel like I'm working around zombies. I hate it. I hate it. And he kept pushing me like, you need to quit. And I'm just like, but I can't just quit. Like, that's going to look bad. I need money. Like, I'm kind of desperate. You know, I was just in this really odd place in my life where I was going against myself for the sake of survival, you know, like, you got to make money, you got to survive, you got bills to pay. And I, uh, every time I would come home, and I would talk to him, and I would tell him, like, I hate this, I can't stand it. And that same person that I had went to, initially, she sent me this video of a person that it was like a story on their Instagram. And they said, Well, you know, King Paimon definitely made it clear that I don't need to be going to this job. Because I just got into a car accident and totaled my car on their way to that job.
1: Oh, my goodness. And
2: I was like, okay, King Paimon, you know what? I'm going to take that as a very clear sign that if I don't leave this job, something is going to happen to me that's going to force me to leave. And I was like, I don't want that. Because, I, you know, working at Costco, you're around forklifts a lot, especially because I was part of the morning crew. Forklifts going around everywhere. And I was getting this feeling that something was going to happen, an accident was going to happen to me involving a forklift. I kept getting that image in my mind. And I was like, you know what? Nope, I quit that job. And literally once I did that, Paimon, he was giving me all this creative ideas, all these things about my business. I started really doing my oils, creating my oils, my creativity, my website I revamped my website because he's connected to creativity and artistry and music and you know all of that and he was giving me all these ideas and it was just flowing so fluidly so effortlessly and I was making more money I had more energy you know my business was really thriving and It was just like everything had opened up for me, my creativity, my desire to create again, because for so long, I didn't feel the passion that I had as an artist, because at the end of the day, I am an artist, a creatrix, you know, I create. And that was just opened up again. And he was like, you see now why you needed to quit that job. And that's been the things that he has helped me with is my business, my creativity, and just stepping into actually appreciating art, and seeing how art is what makes the world go round, is what makes everything beautiful. If we didn't have art, life would be fucking shitty. So oh, he's, yeah, re- sure. he's really taught me um, about art. And something about King Paimon is that he rules over 200 legions. So that's, Thousands and thousands and thousands of demons and spirits that he connects with and that he rules over. So he's really good at introducing you to other infernals and other spirits. And he told me that. He's like, Yes, you know, you can work with me and we're going to build this relationship. I do want a lifelong relationship connection with you, but be open to the other spirits that I'm going to introduce you to. And lo and behold, you know, he would bring other infernals into my life to work with me because I would always talk to him about the things that was going on in my life and all of that. And he started bringing other infernals onto my path. And I was like, oh, shit, you were right. (laughs) like You actually meant it. And that's he was my gateway into the realm of the infernals is the best way to put it. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to talk to you about yeah. my dream after the podcast.
1: <laughs> um, so, like, we know there's an aversion to working with the infernals, but mm-hmm. have you also heard about like people being weary of working with the angels?
2: Yes, I have, especially Archangel Michael. Yes, they <laughs> are so they are terrified of him, and I understand. Because, you know, I I know in our last episode, I had said, like, I work with Archangel Michael. He's my main angel, which he still is. But I had paused working with him for a while. And I think in a way that upset him a little bit because I was turning my attention to other spirits, other energies, and kind of putting him on the back burner. And I would say in the last couple of months, I have been seeing, you know, TikTok videos and posts Where people are like, I'll work with the infernals, but I am not working with the angels because they are fucking crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, what do you mean? Like, the angels are amazing. I love them. What are you (laughs) talking about? (laughs) I'm like, wait. But I kept getting those, like, those videos kept coming into my reality. And I'm like, what? Like, people are like, no. I'm afraid to venerate Archangel Michael because he's fucking terrifying. He is scary. Like, I will work with the scariest Infernal before I work with Michael. And I'm like, what? But I understand now because not that I've experienced Archangel Michael's wrath. I've just experienced him bopping me upside my head and really ripping the veil of illusion off of my eyes. And it was very rude. It was a rude awakening. (laughs) And I'm like, shit, Michael. Like, I didn't know. I, like, full transparency, I underestimated him. And I told him that. I was like, I underestimated you. I underestimated just what you could do and how swiftly you work and the power that you have. Because when I asked him to reveal the truth to me, he did so so fast that I it was so it was rude I'm like oh my gosh like I was shook to my core I'm talking to my best friend about it because she also connects with Archangel Michael and she's like damn I didn't know Michael was doing it like that like damn like it was just insane so I was like I understand why but I've come to learn that as far as when it comes to working with the angels You have to be so specific about what you say, especially to Michael, because his thing is not that he'll be petty about it, but he's teaching you a lesson. If you say, I want love, I want money, you might get a person that's a piece of shit and it's going to force you to get clear on the type of love that you want. You just said you wanted love. You didn't specify what kind of love you wanted. Oh, I want money. Okay, cool. Like you might lose your job and then be forced to get clear like, okay, this is the kind of job that I want. He's very like don't be vague with me. You need to be you need to speak up and say what the fuck it is you want. And he speaks just like that. You need to say what you want and speak to me directly and clearly and I've come to realize a lot of people don't know how to do that they don't know how to speak to these beings in such a way where it's like this is what I want this is what I need you to do this is my plan this is my goal you know they're just like help me help me I'm struggling you know like they don't have kind of they don't have any structure so it that's why it's actually better to which seems so counter, like it just seems odd. But honestly, working with the infernals first and then stepping to the archangels or the angels makes more sense. Because you learn all of that with the infernals, how to speak up, how to say what you want. Like, yes, the infernals can fuck up your life if you're not about it, if you're not dedicated. But I find you get more fucked up if you step to the angels and you don't know what you're doing and you have no clue what you even want. So I can understand why people are terrified of them because the, contrary to popular belief, angels are not love and light. They're not like, oh, he, he, he. some of them can be, but Archangel Michael is not. Um, He will he will turn your life upside down. He will burn it down to the ground and be like, OK, rebuild it. like
0: like, this is what you want it so then it's like direct you know what i mean like they're gonna like the
1: fastest way possible yeah they're very
0: like efficient and like um yeah they're so interesting and i i've noticed there's a lot or i've seen people who work with the infernals and with the angels and in particular archangel michael like i'll see people with archangel michael and then they're also working with various um Beams that we would call infernals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all, They. I mean, angel lore is just, like, amazing. Like, Archangel Raphael, I feel like everybody's like, oh, he's just a healer.
1: <laughs> and his stories are kind of wild, too. The first step yeah. is acknowledging that they all exist. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm holding my angel dictionary right now. And, like, if, if you don't have it, I think you would love it, Derricka. Um, because it has all, like, it has the fallen angels, uh, all angels, infernals, like, all of it, all in one. And it tells you the history of all of them and differently. Like, oh,
2: that's lore. It Sounds right up my alley.
0: Yeah, I, I, like, love this book. So I got it um, originally when I was 17. This guy just, like, gave it to me at a coffee shop. He said he looked, I looked like somebody who would like it. <laughs> like,
2: just really. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Are you hitting on me right now? <laughs> yeah, I didn't
0: know why. He's like, I think you would like this. And so then um, I lost the book because I was 17 and I didn't know anything about anything. You know, I'm like, oh, what is this? Angel language in the back? I don't do this. Like, <laughs> and then... Um, and then I got it again whenever I matured a little bit, and it I reference this thing like all the yeah, time, all the time. I pulled it out while you were talking, because there's a part um, in the in the book where it speaks on how um, some of the like there's an overlap with the angels, and um, then it also talks about how we're technically like we're only supposed to be according to the church engaging with like I think it's like four of the archangels. So then that means all the rest of them are, like, considered evil. <laughs> like, what?
2: <laughs> like, wait a minute. I thought they were the good guys. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think a lot of people realize, like, well, I mean, technically, you know, if you're working with Archangel Metatron or, you know, he's not Michael, Uriel, Raphael. Or yeah, Gabriel. Gabriel. So, <laughs> technically. But, um,
1: yeah, it's really... Really cool. So, book. Jerica, who was the second infernal that came to you after King Paimon?
2: Yeah. The second one that came to me was Asmodeus. He was the second. And the contrast in energy was very obvious. Like so King Paimon's energy, I mean he does have a darker side. Um, that can, but King Paimon's energy is more seductive and fluid and he can speak to you in riddles. And if you're not in the mood for that, it can be frustrating. Like, what do you mean? Now, Asmodeus came to me in a dream, you know, and that's how they always come to me is they come to me in a dream. And I remember in this dream, I was in it looked like I was walking into a a diner and I was sitting down having coffee. Or I don't remember exactly how it happened, but that was like part of the dream. And then another part of the dream, I was I was kind of having a flashback of a traumatic event in my life um, when I was I don't know how old I was. I think I was in first grade and I was feeling terrified and asmodius kind of stepped in the dream and he had this loud booming voice and I was like whoa holy shit like it shook me out of that that fearful encounter into I'm seeing Asmodeus he's shrouded in darkness and it's just like his energy he's sitting on his throne he's buff big like big muscular horns and he's just like I'm I'm here to protect you. I'm here to guide you. And I was like, whoa, because it was the immense power radiating from him was so intense. It was so hot. I was like, holy shit. And I'm just like, Asmodeus? What? Like I didn't like I said, I didn't go looking for Asmodeus. You know, there were other people around me that worked with him. But I was like, okay, I never would have thought Asmodeus never. And so I did my research on him, you know, after that dream, I would like kind of go into that channeled state and just verify like, okay, like, are you, is it you that is really wanting to work with me? And he came through very quickly right away. And he told me, he was like, yes, I do. And he was, he basically gave me a layout, like, this is what we're going to do. This is what I'm going to help you with. This is what I want you to do. And this is this is the plan. And I was like, oh, shit. okay. You know, whereas with Paimon, it was it was fluid. Figure it out on your own. A lot of independent study kind of vibe. Whereas Asmodeus was like, no, this is the curriculum and this is what you're going to do. I'm not about bullshit. I'm not about excuses. I'm not about laziness. You either do the work or I'm not interested in helping you. Either you're with it or you're out. You know, he's like, I have no time for foolishness. He was like, you don't have to give me blood offerings. I'm not interested in being intimate with you because, you know, you can be intimate with the infernals. That's a whole other, you know, topic, but you can experience that. Yeah, he's the he's considered connected to lust and all of that. So he's like, I'm not interested in any of that with you. I look at you like a daughter, you know, so he's more of a father figure to me. And he was like, I'm not interested in none of that. I don't want to marry you. I'm just being very clear. This is what I want. This is what I expect. And I was like, whoa, okay. You know, but I loved it because it was direct. It was that masculine energy that I'm, you know, I haven't experienced in my life with humans. So I was needing that discipline and that structure. And he helped me with my health. Um, and he, you know, he's still around, he's still part of like my team. Mm -hmm. Um, but he helped me with my health. So a lot of unprocessed trauma, a lot of unprocessed emotions came up in his presence and with working with him, I, you know, he would like bring to me books about healing. Um, he literally had me detox from processed sugar. Like he had me go on the, like a few months where i had no processed sugar. And if you've never done a sugar detox, it feels like you are detoxing from crack or something. I've never done crack, but i can only imagine the level of withdrawal symptoms can be very similar because you know, they say sugar is a drug and he was teaching me about addiction and how i had my own addictive behaviors and he's like if you can't if you can't withdraw from this how are you going to have mastery over your own energy how are you going to have mastery over your own sexual energy because he also was teaching me about mastering my sexual energy you know he's he was saying i'm not a slave to lust i'm not a slave to these energies i command them i'm in charge of them you know so he was teaching me how to be in control of myself of my body of my health and he was that protective father figure that surrounded me but he got on my ass you know what I mean he did not sugarcoat shit he did not baby me he was very clear cut this is what it is I said what I said you either do it or you don't it means nothing to me but if you want the things you say you want then you're gonna fucking do it and so it really forced me to be disciplined to be structured to be on top of my game and I loved that I loved that energy and I remember ask you know he also said to me that there is this battle between the light and the dark and the angels versus demons when they're two sides of the same coin you know he's saying that they you know these powers and these energies they try to direct you away from the darkness because it's in the darkness you see your truth It's in the darkness where you claim your power. So they want to only portray the light and seek the light and stand in the light when that's where they can blind you. So he was teaching me a lot about that and just how to stand your ground, stand on your own two feet and really be empowered in that way. And just the amount of time that we worked, you know, those few months that we worked together was intense. It was intense. And I was like, holy crap, like this. I did not expect this level of energy to be in my space. And it was just it was incredibly transformative in a short amount of time. Um, But I'm really grateful for that and what he's taught me and what he continues to teach me, because, you know, like I said, he's still around. And it definitely prepared me for the other Infernals that I was invited to work with after him. Okay. (laughs) Like, from him. After Asmodeus, that's when Belial came to the forefront. And (laughs) his energy, like, you think if Asmodeus intense, powerful, strong Asmodeus, that times—I mean, Belial— That times 20,000.
1: Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: His (laughs) energy is so intense. I like he came to me again in a dream. And in this dream, at first, I just would hear his name. You know, it was like Belial, Belial, Belial. Like it just kept being repeated over and over and over again. I'm like, okay. So I felt called to like look into him. I'm like, I feel really drawn to look into him. Like I'm hearing his name. In my head, all day, every day, I can't get it out. So I'm like, okay, let me look into Belial. Who's Belial? And as I'm looking into who Belial is, I'm intimidated as fuck. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not ready for this. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, I'm good. Because everyone was saying, like, oh, when Belial is in your life, that shit really hits the fan. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't know (laughs) if I'm ready for that. I don't think I'm ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just doing my research, I'm like, fuck, like, he's still in my head, like, I can't get him out, because that's what Belial does, when he, when he claims you, so to speak, and how he's putting it, when he claims you, he does not let go of you, like, he can be a little possessive in that way, it's like, if I want you, I'm gonna have you, kind of thing, um, so, I'm doing my research and I come across this. I can't remember her name, but she was working with Belial. And I remember staying up to like two, three in the morning, listening to her YouTube videos. And I'm like, okay, this is giving me a better insight to his energy and how he works because all the other stuff, it just scared me. You know, I was intimidated. I was like, fuck, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for that. I don't think I want to step into that just yet. And so I was like looking at her videos. I'm like, okay, like I can understand that a little bit better. It doesn't seem as intimidating, but I still wasn't ready. I'm like, okay. So I kept pushing him away. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready for that. He came to me in my dream and it was like he was watching me. Like it was this dark, just primal force watching me in my dream, observing me as I'm dreaming and it was so weird it's like I'm in, I'm experiencing my dream I feel him there watching me but I don't know how to describe it it was just very weird how it happened but he was just observing me in my dream and I remember I finally I caved in and I was like okay Bilal you're obviously you're not going anywhere you're in my mind 24 7 you're around me like I'm I'm going to open myself up to you. I'm open to working with you, to connecting with you, whatever it is that you want to teach me, whatever it is that you want to show me, like show me and the force of, you know, cause I would chant his end and listen to, you know, his mantra in the end and, you know, mantras that people have created for him. And I could not, I couldn't take it energetically. I could not withstand his energy. It was the most intense energy I have ever felt. And I felt it in my solar plexus where I felt physically sick. Like I felt like I wanted to throw up every time I was dizzy. I was lightheaded. It felt like pressure, like kind of like when you go to the bottom of the ocean. I've never been to the bottom of the ocean, but I can imagine that's what it feels like, where it's just the weight is crushing you. Because he's connected, he's lord of the abyss, keeper of the abyss. So his energy was so intense. And even as I'm talking about him, I'm feeling it again. It was the most intense pressure that I ever felt. And it went on like that for a couple of days. And he straight up told me, he's like, you're too weak to handle my energy. Like energetically, you're weak. You have a weak power center because you've given your power away. He's like, are you fucking tired of giving your power away? Are you tired of letting these losers walk all over you? And he said it just like that. I remember he would kind of enter my body and speak to me through me. And he'd be like, are you fucking done yet? Are you tired of them walking all over you? Are you tired of being the goody two shoes, the good nice girl and wanting everyone to like you when you don't even fucking like everyone yourself? Are you tired yet? And he would just do that a lot. And I'm like, fuck, I am tired. Like, I am tired of getting walked all over and my boundaries getting crossed and people just, you know, thinking they could talk to me any kind of way. And as I would connect with him more, I my tolerance for people's bullshit was non-existent. I remember I would be out in public and I would feel him behind me, standing behind me and people couldn't even look at me. People were like I could tell people were intimidated by me and afraid. Because they would, it was like the Red Sea, they would part ways and let me walk. They were, I could just feel this shift in my energy. I was prone to more anger, like angry outbursts. I could see through people's illusions and the masks that they put on. And I was like, ew, like, I don't fucking like people. Like, I was so turned off and disgusted by humans. Because all I was seeing was their lies. And... Belial, they call him, you know, they always say like, oh, Belial just lies. And it's like, no, he's the one that will show you when people are lying. He's the one that will cut through that. And I was experiencing that. And my dreams were always violent when I was connecting with him. Like every night, I'm either like bashing someone's head in. I'm fighting for my life. It was just always crazy, violent dreams. I had violent impulses and I'm just like, "What the hell?" And I had I told him that I had to take a break from his energy because it was just becoming too much. I was like, "I can't do this. Like, I'm devoted to Santa Muerte. I have other spirits. I'm I feel like I'm losing myself because his energy is so intense that if you are physically not strong enough, you can lose your mind." And that's what I read about other people's experiences, that he will test you and push you so much that if you don't if you don't take initiative to strengthen yourself, you're going to lose your mind in just standing in his presence. And I was feeling myself going there and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going crazy. Fuck. No, like it was just intense. And I realized that I had just undergone an initiation because I survived it. You know, I didn't lose my mind. I didn't, you know, do something off the wall. I didn't hurt myself or others, you know, despite the feelings that I wanted to hurt others. Mm -hmm. But he put me through an initiation. And that's what he does, is that he will push you and test you to your limits. And it's like you have to stand up to him and say, Okay, enough. Like I get it. You know, I, I get what you're trying to say. And I did that. I was like, you know what? I need to take a break. I'm going to take a break. And he told me, he's like, OK, I'll let you take a break. But don't think you can run away from me. Like, don't let it be, be because you're running away from me because I'm not going anywhere. So he made it very clear that he wasn't going anywhere and that he was always he's like, I'm always going to be around um, and we will resume when it is needed. And I was like, OK. And I took a break. And I think after him, I took a break completely from the infernals. I mean in that time too Lucifer kind of stepped in, but his energy was different. It was a lot more like a whisper and very lighthearted, um but he was like, "No, we have work to do." But with that encounter with Belial, I was like, "You know what? I need a break completely. I need a break because this is just a lot of energy right now and I I need to integrate everything that I have learned. In a short amount of time, because it was like Asmodeus, everything that I learned from him, and then from going from that intensity to Belial's intensity and everything that I learned in that short amount of time, boundaries and self-respect and my strength, freeing myself, liberating myself, it was a lot to ingest and digest in a short amount of time. You know, that was in the span of a couple of months but it was so much in that time and i needed to integrate those lessons before i stepped into their realm again and i'm grateful for that but fuck like mm-hmm. even just talking about it it's that it doesn't even it doesn't even encompass all of it but everything that i've learned in that time i was like holy shit i can see why a person has to have strong will They have to really be determined and they have to be strong within themselves to be in this realm. It's not for the faint of heart. It really will test you to your limits. And I was tested heavily, but it was the best thing that I could have ever gone through because like I said, I learned so much from that. And now, you know, after I took my little hiatus... Um, For, you know, like a month or two, I don't exactly know how long I stepped away from them. I am now stepping into working with um, Azazel, and he is another intense energy, very powerful. Stepping into his realm is like standing in front front of an open flame 24-7. So it's very hot because he's connected to the Black Flame and... I knew he was around because, again, he came to me in a dream, but he's been lingering around for a while and slowly but surely shifting things in my life. And now I feel like I'm in the realm of death and just undergoing another death within myself and an intense transformation because so much has changed in a very short amount of time. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's another one of those experiences, but this time I feel more prepared for it. So mm. can you tell us about the black flame? Yes. Yes. So I don't know, you know, too much about it, but from, I remember, I think it was during the time that I was connecting with Belial that I found myself like stumbled upon the black flame And I was chanting this like mantra that would invoke the black flame. And basically what the black flame is, is it's the flame of transformation. So to my knowledge and what I've been told is that every person, especially those that really are drawn to magic and things like that, have the black flame within them. And the black flame is what fuels our magic and what fuels our power. But When you kind of are like being initiated into the black flame, it's being initiated into your power. It's just how to describe it. It's like you are transformed from the inside out. You know, I we think of like the violet flame, like, oh, that purifies. But this is different. This is a more primal fire that transforms you in darkness. It's like we think of fire and we think bright. But this fire is dark and it taps into your dark power for you to integrate, for you to connect with and it it's really activating, you know, like you gifts get activated, memories come online, but it's it's of a more dark essence mm. is the best way to describe it, which is interesting because like I said when you think of fire you think bright and illuminating, but this illuminates in a darker sense. It illuminates your darkness so you can access that power and step into it mm. That's interesting
0: yeah it's interesting yeah.
2: yeah wow
0: my like mind is going all over
1: the place because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's like some synchronicities in new stories yeah, there's like, <laughs> 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 like uh, well yeah. obviously like you know everybody anybody coming from a like Abrahamic background is going to have some sort of biases like going into this realm um Was it that fear that's been so deeply programmed into the into the Western world and um, you know whatever?
0: Well, I had like um, been talking to my HDBs and they were saying that if you notice the beings that are often the church is very critical of are the ones that teach us sovereignty. Um, to mic drop.
1: So, <laughs> so right, <laughs> <laughs> like even Lilith, you know, it's the op- yeah. authentic energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was
2: intense with that, and she's all about sovereignty and don't let people tell you what to do. And breaking, like she is another one that is powerful and intense. Um, I would say really she was the first um but i never saw her in that kind of infernal light which is interesting until she showed me like no i have that energy so i guess paimon wasn't the first i guess it was lilith that really was the first that mm-hmm. showed me but her energy was more i don't even know how to describe it cuz her energy is so dark and mysterious but so empowering but you know all the lore and the fear around her but it's like no she's incredible like she will really teach you some shit <laughs> yeah i'm looking up
0: um her um her name's Nama. i'm one moment i'm trying to like find the name of this one um, nama
2: oh yeah so um she's Asmodius's mother correct that so i'm not too familiar with Asmodius's like how he came to be because he's like that's not important I'm like okay because I was curious about it but I did hear that someone I know someone had told me that she was his mother so I was like interesting
0: I was just curious because there's a connection with Lilith and you were saying how Osmodeus was very um like like familial with you Mm -hmm. so I'm like reading right now so Nama she means like it means like pleasing uh four angels all mates of Samael the other three being Lilith i cannot pronounce these
1: names yeah, at no. all <laughs> i try to help you with oh uh.
0: <laughs> there's a couple other we're not yeah gonna... they're beautiful names but yeah. i am not want to
1: butcher
0: that um i <laughs> i'm i was just wondering if maybe like lilith's connection to nama might be where the osmodius like thing comes from because you'd already connected with her
2: yeah um I'm, that would make sense because, like I said, Lilith is like a motherly energy to me. Okay. And Asmodeus is a very father figure. So I was like, interesting. You know, he's very like, oh, you're like a daughter to me. I'm like, okay. Mm. Whereas, you know, Paimon, we don't have that type of relationship. He, Paimon can be very flirtatious as well as Belial. So he's okay. definitely like, I definitely don't see you in a childlike, you know, he's... <laughs> He's very flirtatious, and a lot of, especially the women, will tell you that. That he can be very flirtatious. Oh, that's funny. If he likes you. If he doesn't like you, then, yeah, you won't it's experience
1: business. that. Oh, business.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, speaking of, okay, we can touch on that idea of them being flirty and stuff like that with people. And so I know that Osmodius is notorious for that mm-hmm. because of the lust. Yes. Um, but I, they were saying that it's because um, that's something that we have a lot of shame and there's a lot of like sexual wounds with a lot of people. Yeah. So when the infernals are helping people and it becomes sexual, it's not like, Oh, the demons want to have sex with me. <laughs> yeah. There's a purpose to it. Yeah. But. There's a purpose to it. Um, and in the uh, they were saying that that's why a lot of people will have these, like, weird interactions and that um, it's because that's how suppressed we are just because it's, of yeah. global religions and stuff like that. But it's interesting. It, it is. Interesting.
2: It, I, was, I remember, like, learning about it that they could be intimate with humans. And I was like, what? I was, like, blushing. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is... No way. Because when I work with Lilith, I would have a lot of encounters with being intimate with, with demons or like the incubus or incubi and succubi because she, you know, she is the mother of them and she brings them around and people can have, you know, like them as a mate, as a sexual partner, but it's always them teaching you something. It's always... Because when I connect with them, they're teaching me about my sexual power and my sexual energy and how to alchemize that. You know, they're not draining me of my life force because I feel very comfortable in their presence. I don't feel terrified around them.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: working with Lilith consistently, she introduced me to that idea. And I'm okay. like, okay, interesting. And then, you know, I was like talking with my friend about like being like, is that like really a thing? She's like, yeah, that's how they transfer information to you is through sexual acts but it's not like humans having sex with humans it's very different and how they can be intimate with you in that way and you know when you talk about it it's like ooh that's taboo that's creepy but it's ancient you know this this has been a practice that has been going on for thousands and thousands of years but it wasn't displayed it was very hidden And there was, you know, a lot of stigma around it. And, of course, with the rise of, like, TikTok and everyone talking about, like, God-spousing and, oh, I have sex with the Infernals and they're flirtatious with me. And, you know, it's like you don't ever want to sexualize Infernals because that could be seen as disrespect to them. And you don't ever want to disrespect an Infernal. That's just not going to (laughs) go over well with It's not going to end well, especially to disrespect someone like Asmodeus. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's he's a king like you don't you don't disrespect or sexualize a king just because he is the king of lust. You know, it's like he can be the king of lust, but that doesn't mean he wants to be intimate with you. They choose who they will engage in those acts with. They will they usually bring it to your attention. And to your awareness, not the other way around when you're like, hey, can we can we get it on? Like, you don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's not how it goes. It's more so they will initiate it and say, like, okay, you're ready to be initiated into a deeper part of your practice, because in a way with them, if they choose you to be intimate with, that is also an initiation. It is very, you know what I mean? It's it's intense, you know, and you can process a lot of information, get a lot of information that way. But as far as to, you know, like giving offerings to them, you can give them offerings. You can give that to them as an offering. So like if you are doing it with yourself, you know, you're having a self-pleasure session, Lilith, she loves that, like to give that to her as an offering. Or if you're with a partner, if you are a dominatrix and you're dedicating and devoting your um, DOm practices to her, she loves that because she loves a woman in charge because um, she will not submit. She's not the submitting type. Um, As Modius, he loves that. you know like if you are a dominatrix or if you're a DOm and you want to devote your practices to him, he loves that. Or if you want to give that, like, of yourself and he's open to it, he loves that. You know what I mean? So they do love those kinds of offerings, but you always want to ask them, and be like, are you okay with this? Is this something that you would even want from me? Because a lot of the time they don't want, like, sometimes they won't want that. You know, it's like they're very specific about who they will engage in those things with. Yeah,
0: because, like...
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, that's what I was about to talk. <laughs> you, sure you should say what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
0: I was like, me like, stop it. <laughs> but, um, I, so like, I feel like that. Um, it's like creation energy, mm-hmm. which I think it's funny that you said Pieman likes to flirt with you and you're creative. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe it's something to do with like that creation. Current? Yeah. Um, and in anything that's like creation is like sacred, you know, it's like our creativity and it's all interconnected. Like if one's unbalanced, it can like affect everything and there's like healing in that stuff. Um, but I think that like when people have relationships with these HDBs, it tr- they develop like a more um, like trust, I think, with the being yeah like um, you have this like deeper connection with them, um and then it can be like integrating their energy with yours uh from what I've like learned like it can just so you can like know I don't know how to describe it. like you're integrating more with them, and then um and then again, that power of creation energy that we all have, but it's completely like you know like if you just look through culture, we can't don't ex- don't create art, you know if you think of all the things that like are we're told not to do they all kind of have a common thread and they Mm. deal with like creation yeah (laughs) enjoy (laughs) enjoy
2: Um, all those things
0: (laughs) yeah and then like bliss is also like connected to the divine as well uh so i I was um doing some dionysus stuff Uh, it's this book on uh it's called the flowering wand and it's about the divine masculine and uh so i get this like download and it was about like bliss and like everything connected with bliss and how like it can become corrupt like we corrupt it but we're trying to like be closer to the divine when we like seek out blissful experiences so whether that's like you know having fun like partying or if you're like you know sex or art or whatever it's all making you happy and that's like if you think of how you feel when you're with like divine beings like you have this like bliss you know yeah. And so it's like making us, reminding us that we're a part of like something else. And then when we feel um, disconnected, we can go into those addictive behaviors in our attempts to like connect again. <laughs> you know, but we a lot of times we can't even articulate what we're trying to like be a part of. Period. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's all like really interesting uh to me, and I think it's really cool that. More and more people are talking about that type of energy being used in magic, um, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, so we, we just had a guest on uh, named Joanna, Dr. Dr. Joanna Kajawa. Kajawa, Kajawa name. And she's all about the, she does like tantric practices. And she's about the power of the divine feminine and how like divine feminine energy is like a source of enlightenment. And it's it's all really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I like how... That. I don't know she, where I'm going. She's feeling.
1: the author of the book um The Other Goddess. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's really it's really good. Oh yeah,
0: you probably be interested. Yeah. She talks about Mary Magdalene, um, Kali. A, a lot uh, a couple
1: of the Hindu um Yeah. Films.
0: She goes on, she calls them the go- goddesses of Eros. So a lot of the um love goddesses like Aphrodite, mm-hmm. um I think what's her name, Sindari. She has Sindari. Um and there was a couple other ones she had mentioned, but yeah, it's, it's really cool book, but it talks about like that idea of like creation energy and, and how like, it's been so like distorted and then how it affects like women in particular.
2: Yeah. Or,
1: so, yeah. So Derica, Yes. what advice would you have for people who think that they're getting approached by these energies? Like how would you tell them to attempt to start getting connected
2: so I would definitely, if as is interesting, like I, I think it was yesterday, um, what Azazel was telling me is that if you are feeling the call to the darkness and to these darker beings, the infernals, the, infer- the infernals specifically, if you're feeling called to step into their realm, it's because you're being called to step more into your power and to reclaim your truth. So just to know that that's what it is. It's not an ego trip. It's not about a power trip. It's about reclaiming your power in a more balanced, structured, disciplined way. Because when you step into the darkness, you're stepping into the realm of discipline. And because a lot of people think like, oh, darkness is chaotic. Darkness is very structured and everything has its place, and everything has its role. So I would say first to understand that is what it is, not to think like, "Oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I'm going to hell up. I mean, yes, you are stepping into the realm of hell, but it's to reclaim more of who you truly are. There, you know, that's not that hasn't been tainted by what society and these religious practices have told you who you are. But I would say, the best place to start is to one, do your research, um, because it's really important to understand what you're stepping into. And to again, to not step into it thinking like, oh, I'm going to be the most powerful being ever, you know, to really understand what does it even mean? What does this path mean? And what are my intentions as I step down this road? What is it that I'm really wanting to achieve? Going down this path, because I feel that if you have an idea about what it is that you're wanting, what it is that you're looking for, you're going to not that you're going to, you know, look appealing to these infernal beings, but they're going to take you more seriously and they're going to it's going to show them that, okay this person knows what they want. They're committed. We're open to helping them. But again, do your research if you're feeling called to a specific infernal Do as much research as you can about them. You know, if you do have a trusted reader and if you feel like you don't, you know, you don't know who's reaching out to you, you don't know what to do about it, and you have a trusted reader that is versed in the infernal energy, I would definitely reach out to them and get a reading to confirm or ask the infernals to confirm to you in a way that is so clear and so obvious you have no choice but to accept it as that's what it is. You know, Um, you know, you want to use your own discernment as well. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that, I would, like I said, seek out a trusted, seasoned reader because you don't want these fake TikTok readers trying to read you and bring in infernal energy if they really don't know what they're doing. Mm. Um, But I would say too as well, Focus on the basics, your foundation, meditation, your protection work, your discernment, your intuition before you want to step further into that realm. Because if you don't have a strong sense of self, if you don't have even a little bit sense of self, if you are not grounded, if you are not centered, if you don't have a good practice that keeps you centered enough, you're going to have a very difficult time and it can really mess you up. Mm-hmm. So you just want to maintain the basics first while you're, you know, doing your research and then approach the energies. You know, there's a lot of information out there about like, oh, how to make contact and just a word of advice, we don't summon the infernals, we don't do that. We invoke them. So mm-hmm. invoking is just inviting their energy in you know into your space but you're not commanding them and binding them to be in your space and to give you things. I okay. would also say too be open to getting to know who they are without what other people are saying they are. So yes do your research and read up on the materials and things but be open to them telling you for themselves who they are. Don't take everything that you're ingesting, every content, every information as truth, as fact. Be open to having your views challenged of what you think they are because they will surprise you. And it shows, it's, it shows respect for them that you're open to getting to learn about them and who they are you know, who they actually are and not what the church has said they are or religion, other religions have said they are. Let them show you who they are and just be open to building a connection in a respectful way instead of being like, oh, I'm going to go to this infernal because I want a lot of money. Mm. Yes, there are those experiences that can those exchanges that can be made. But it shows them that you actually are more committed if you're willing to building and developing a relationship it doesn't have to be for long term it could be only for a couple of months but don't look at it like transactional you know look at it like i'm genuinely open to learning about you getting to know you i'm willing to show up you know what i mean like approach it like a relationship Like you don't want to approach it like, oh, I'm just going to get what I need and I'm going to dip because they sniff that out. They see that. And then they're not going to take you as serious from what I've learned and what I've seen. So that's that's some advice I would say for people that are feeling called to that to step into this path Um, is just overall be prepared to let go of everything you thought you knew, because. Mm -hmm. You really don't know much, and they're going to show you that, that you really don't know anything. Um, So be open to having those views challenged in the best ways, because it is for the best.
1: And it seems like it's like a radical transformation. Yeah.
2: Incredible. You will never be the same when you step into this realm. And it's something that stays with you. Like I said, there are some that will be with you for long term. You know, they'll be part of your spiritual court. And then there are some that will kind of, you know, you won't work with them anymore. But the infernal energy is going to be a part of you for the rest of your life once you step into it. You know, there's no, oh, I'm going to have one foot in and one foot out. I'm going to go in here and then I'm going to leave. It's like that energy is always with you. So your life is never the same.
1: Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah. I saw that, like, the infernals will also work with alongside the angels and other deities is that true
2: it is i know specifically that like i mean for me because i work with archangel michael and i also am working with the infernals alongside is they do work really well together now they'll tell you like hey i don't if i don't want to work with so such and such at the same time don't put us together but from what i've learned is that michael he's okay with working alongside of them now i'm not going to be like Invoke him and then invoke an infernal and be like, okay, y'all two come together. You know, it's like I will keep them separate in that sense. But they're very aware of the fact that you're in my space. You know, you're all surrounding me. So it is what it is. But I there are people that also work with like angels and then they work with the infernals. And I find that that's it can be a challenge. But. To me, it's showing you the power of not light versus dark, but it's integrating different energies at the same time. You know, so I would say that it's not for people that are just that are new. I wouldn't suggest if you're new to magic or the occult or anything like that to work with both at the same time. You definitely want to have some some experience in connecting with energies out that are outside of yourself. Um, before you try to, like, work with them together, because it could be very chaotic if you have no experience and you don't know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. <laughs> I mean, just,
0: I feel like with all, like, HDBs, like, yeah, kind of just,
2: like, roll, you know? Yeah, take it one, 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 one at a time. Like, don't yeah, yeah, do too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Unless you're
1: really, really, really trying to get blasted, and
2: <laughs> yeah. If you want to really, and... <laughs> you want to go for a wild yeah. ride, yeah. By
1: all means, you if know, you could, uh, malachite your life like extra, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yes. uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> you think a crystal could do that? Wait till you see this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you step into that court and you have both of them. Oh, that's so. Funny. It's fun though.
1: I, I love it. Love it love <laughs> I do, too. I, I do, too. It's funner when you believe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. What is your uh, your clip?
1: Which one? The magical... Oh, yeah. I'd rather be a um magical bitch than a basic one. So is a, a boring bitch. A boring bitch. <laughs> I always get it wrong. What the heck? It's, it's like, my words. It's your words. It's my words. <laughs> she texted me that the one day. She was like, I'd rather be a magical bitch oh, than bitch. You know it. Like, when you're in this realm, <laughs> you're under... And especially when, you know, we're all on social media and yeah. public facing that we are all constantly having energy thrown our way. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the stuff that we do and, and believe in, uh, people don't they and don't. they don't like it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's fun when you choose to follow this world, you know, this life.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's not for everybody.
2: It's not. You know, some people were born to be muggles and some That's- of us were born witches and yep. it just it is what it is, you know, I mean, I know I can't interact that much with muggles for too long um, because it just they get a little frightened, I've noticed, or it just messes things up for them. I'm like, OK, that's fine, yeah. but I'll stay magical and you stay comfortable in muggle world. It's fine. Yeah. It's OK. Yeah, it's it's okay. nice having
0: like knowing you have support from beings that know way more than you do. That is something I find, um,
2: you know, refreshing, comforting.
1: Yeah.
2: It is. The fact that they even, it's like, wow, you have free will yourself, and yet you are choosing of your own free will to communicate with me and connect with me. Like, that to me is an honor. It's like, wow, that's, I feel really grateful to even experience these energies, to even sit here and talk about them. And my experiences with them, it's like that to me is an honor, you know, because it shows too when you have that appreciation, it's like, wow, there is a level of respect here. And it's something that you value. And it's not just, again, a transactional thing. You know what I mean? It's like, no, these are relationships that I have in my life. And they're a daily part of my life. Like, I'm honored. I'm grateful that you're here with me. You put up with my bullshit. Like, what? You put up with me every day? Like, damn, I commend you. <laughs> like, Yeah.
1: I always laugh with the joke with you. I'm like, I wonder sometimes, like, if our, you know, before we even got into this deeper, but, like, our spirit teams are like, we, Lily, have tried everything. we got to send in the big dogs now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she fully was not receptive at all. Yeah. All right, Hermes. You can Okay, as many as like.
2: Come on. <laughs> they they will do that. I've learned that they will do that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, I guess I wasn't getting it the first time. They're like, yeah, we need to send reinforcements that are really gonna bring it home. And I'm like, okay. And they brought it home. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> uh, so funny.
0: Anything else you want to tell the listeners before we close up? <sighs>
2: Just know that you're not crazy. If you are feeling called to the path of the infernals, you're not crazy. You're not weird. I mean, you can be weird. Being weird is fine. But, you know, just know that, like I said, if you're called to this path, it is an honor to be called to this path. I will just say that. It is an honor. It is a gift. Because... They see something in you that you might not even see in yourself, and that is your power. And they're willing to guide you and support you in tapping into your power. So if you if you need a perspective shift, look at it like that. They're not trying to take your soul. They are really trying to help you help yourself.